Um, but anyway, so that was out last week at the exact same time. Huge, huge, huge uh, changes for developers. Really, really cool stuff that's coming in. Um, so rather than me going on and telling you about how awesome it is, um, what I did was I actually reached out to two uh, of our very close MVPs, uh, Joel Semeniak and Dave West, who you're going to meet uh, shortly, to really give us a tour of the new features of um, Visual Studio 11 and what you have to look forward to um, in, in, the, uh, in the new suite. Now, of course, you can hear them talking, but as you heard me talk, say with the Azure Camp Challenge, really this stuff is stuff that you just need to try out. You know, um, you can see it on videos, you can see it on sessions. It's just not as good as when you download that stuff. So the beta is available for you to download. Make sure you download it, play around with it, see what you like, see what you don't like. We'd love to hear what you like and what you don't like. Actually, I started um, a LinkedIn conversation in the, in the uh, Canadian Developer Connection LinkedIn group um, on getting your feedback on Visual Studio 11. So love to hear from you. Um, so make sure that you uh, download it and post your comments. Enough talking for me. I want to get you guys actually in to see this stuff. So uh, Joel and David have prepared a, um, a tour, if you will, of Visual Studio 11. Let's have a look at that and then we'll come back and uh, we'll talk to them and get your, uh, your questions answered. So uh, let's, let's roll the clip. Hey, my name is Joel Semenyuk. I'm a co-founder here at Imagine It. I'm also a Microsoft Regional Director and a Microsoft MVP in ALN. Uh, my name is David West. I work at Imagine It here, and I am a User Experience Specialist and an MVP in the area of Internet Explorer. And we're here to talk to you about some of the things that make us the most excited about the recently announced and recently released uh, version of the beta of Visual Studio vNext. Uh, these are some of the things that we kind of focus in on thinking, wow, this is going to be great for developers and teams alike. Yeah. Um, you can reach us online on Twitter at uh, Joel Semenyuk. And you can get a hold of me here at, uh, at David West. So I'm going to kick us off here with the features that I really care about for uh, Visual Studio vNext, and that's the stuff for developers. So what kind of things are we going to see for developers this time through? So there we go. So what we're going to see here is we're going to see a lot of IDE improvements. So different things like the way that we actually browse our code. So you can see here in Solution Explorer, well, what they've actually done is they've actually added a whole new way of actually browsing our classes and our code through Solution Explorer. So it makes it a lot easier to find those different functions, variables, and methods in the different files. On top of that, the different ways of actually browsing what methods call which and so on and so forth from which files. We can actually kind of break that down and inside of Solution Explorer rather than a different find window or anything like that. We're also going to be getting different things like the, how to do, develop the Metro UI. So this is an example of the Metro UI, and Windows 8 is going to be providing this. So this is a nice little sample of what Windows 8 will look like. And on top of that, we're already seeing that already visible in the Microsoft stack. So on the new Xbox dashboard update in Windows Phone 7. So Visual Studio vNext here is going to be providing us with the tools that will allow us to develop these really rich UIs. Another thing you're going to start to see is that a lot of the a lot of developers actually have to go back and forth between different tools in Visual Studio, and they're trying to solve some of those problems. For example, with SQL Server Management Studio, it had a really rich way of browsing your databases. So now they're actually taking that same experience you got from Management Studio and just integrating it into Server Explorer in Visual Studio. That way, you don't really have to worry too much about actually having to jump back and forth between two different tools. So you're going to get the really rich database browsing that you did before. There's a lot more features too that you're going to start to see. So what you're going to kind of get is you're going to get a brand new JavaScript editor, for example. 
and page inspector, you're gonna get the blend artboard for XAML, a lot of performance improvements, a lot of really rich and enticing kind of things that are gonna come in there that we actually are gonna to use to make us much more productive. You're also gonna get the new Metro UI for Visual Studio itself. So it's a colorless UI that allows us to focus on the one thing we really care about, being productive in code. And that's exactly what they're trying to do with this new look and feel. Even some of the other different tools like Team Explorer are going to be provided with a new UI so that we can use our Team Explorer in a lot more comfortable manner and you know, really manage our product, uh, projects really, really well. Now, speaking of Team Explorer, I guess this is kind of where I come in because I really, really like all the features that have to do with Teams. Um, I'm a big believer that if your team succeeds, your software is going to be great and the villagers were dense. So um, when it comes to Visual Studio, we do have some features and some new features that really, really kind of uphold these, these uh, really important things to allow our teams to be more successful. I mean, first of all, a lot of organizations embrace what's a code review. So in a code review, I might be writing a piece of code and I might want Westy to go and check it over before I check it in uh, or commit it to my build process. Well, in Visual Studio, we now have um, a, a canvas to be able to facilitate this type of interaction. So this simple form of collaboration is now part of uh, Visual Studio to allow you to not only write the code, but also get it reviewed and approved before you commit it to your, your build process. Another huge important aspect of developing software is getting feedback early and often. I mean, this is why uh, a lot of you use agile techniques, is to get that form of feedback into our, into our life cycle. Well, one of the things that we now have are specific workflows inside of the product that first, uh, first of all, allow us to request that customer give us these, these pieces of feedback. So I could be at the end of uh, an iteration or a release and I can say, hey, I want to send out an email to these 50 customers and say, go to this website uh, and go and provide us some feedback. Now, we also have some additional tools for these customers to provide us with this feedback. So as they're using the system and clicking through, they might find something that they don't like, or they might be able to find a bug. And what we can see here is a new canvas off to the side here where we can start capturing some of that feedback and being able to collect it all and submit it to Team Validation Server so it can be reviewed by the team so we can make incremental uh, um, um, improvements to our software. Now, this is probably the thing that might excite me more than, than, than most people. Uh, it seems like on a day-to-day -day basis, my use of PowerPoint uh, it turns, out, you know, turns out to be very important. Uh, PowerPoint uh, is a way that we, uh, it's a tool that we can use to collaborate with today, and most customers have PowerPoint on their, in their environment. Well, Microsoft has decided to use this really powerful platform to, be, uh, to, to help us uh, design usability screens or user screens and capture requirements. So as you can see, we're inside of PowerPoint and we have an extra canvas off to the side here where I mean, we can use this canvas to select elements to start you know, designing out uh, a, UI, a UI spec for our application. And when we're done, we can just simply email this to our customers and, and, and use the basic reviewing and commenting features as part of uh, Microsoft Project to capture some of the feedback that we get from them. It's a real kind of a basic way to start building out a lot of our user experience elements. You'll also note that we have a brand new web front end. Um, it's, it's very Metro-ish, it's very clean looking. And it also helps us do some things that were normally impossible to do from the front end, which is really great backlog management. We have a really clean looking UI that allows us to quickly add brand new product backlog items. We even have some visual indicators here which helps us show um, what we might get accomplished in this particular iteration. We have graphical representation on the side and a really clean navigation to be able to 
to uh, get around inside of the application. We also try to surface, uh, or the UI tries to surface uh, metrics where appropriate. So inside of this user experience, we now have the ability to quickly access probably one of the most um, common agile metrics, which is your, uh, your burn down for your, for your sprint. Now, probably one of the most commonly requested features uh, from a team perspective is your task board. So along the side here, we have a list of stories or bugs that we're working on. And over here, we can see the tasks that are required to get those done. And we can use this graphical interface to, uh, to see the progress of these tasks and also update the task information as we go. Now, another important aspect of planning our projects is to understand how much work um, my team can do over a period of time. But in order to understand that, I have to kind of understand my capacity. So one of the things that we have inside of Visual Studio now is the ability to, to define and declare what that capacity is to help me understand how much work my team could do over a period of time. So as you can see, I have a list of team members off to the side, and I can actually specify that, you know, uh, Adam over there has eight hours, Annie has eight hours, Julia, Peter all have eight hours of work per day. So this allows me to understand how many tasks I can assign them inside of the, the user experience. Now, finally, one of the things that uh, also excites me is that we have a kind of a brand new unit testing framework. So instead of being very specific to a unit testing framework, we now have a pluggable unit testing framework that allows us to, to uh, uh, use the unit test that makes sense for our environment, but allow us to manage all those tests and run all those tests from a common interface. The call to action is go and download the beta. There's a lot of great stuff in there and a ton of online resources that you can go and leverage to help you get started with the product. Yes, there is. I mean, you really should get your hands on it, especially if you're a web developer or a XAML developer. I strongly suggest getting, in, getting involved with the beta right now because it's really, really powerful what they've changed in Visual Studio V next. Right. Thanks a lot. Thank you very much. Welcome back. Um, that was a tour of what was Visual Studio 11. Um, and to talk to you guys now about um, kind of like w some of their thoughts and opinions. And of course, again, live show. So please, questions uh, in the chat. That would be great. Um, but I have with me actually uh, two very, very cool MVPs that you guys saw in the video. Um, Joel, you have all of his information on here. He is actually... Um, the uh, one of um, ALM MVPs, so obviously you saw him talking about Team Foundation Server and, and all that kind of stuff. And then we have uh, David West, MVP in Internet Explorer, um, and also a very big user experience guy, which is actually really awesome. Um, so let's get them over here. Where are you guys? Let's get you on the screen here. There they are joining us live and I think actually uh, Dave you're out somewhere in the States right and Joel you're somewhere in, in you're in the office in Winnipeg right yeah I'm actually in Winnipeg for it's a rare occasion so it's all good <laughs> and and I'm actually in uh, California because uh, Joel kicked me out of the office so nice <laughs> Nice. Yeah. That's that's awesome. So, guys, tell me, you you've been working with uh, the beta now for a little bit, and you know, exploring some of the functionality. You walked us through, um, you know, what's new, what's exciting. Of all of those things, like Dave, let's start with you. Like, what's what's fundamental for you um, in in changes for Visual Studio 11? Like, I know you, you do a lot of web stuff. Um, how's how's Visual Studio going to make your life easier? Um, Visual Studio, like the new version here, like Dev 11, is really, they're actually boiling it back down to, they're going back to the fundamentals and making it really appealing for web developers. So they're doing, they've rewritten the entire JavaScript editor from, from the ground up using Internet Explorer's Chakra JavaScript engine because the old one just couldn't cut it. 
So you're going to see a lot of cool, like they're making JavaScript a first-class citizen, right? So you're getting full-out IntelliSense. Uh, they're just making your life that much easier if you're a JavaScript developer, and so you don't have to jump back and forth between different tools. Um, they're on, on top of that, they're adding stuff like the page inspector and a lot of really cool stuff inside of there that is just really powerful um, for a web developer because you're a lot of the time as a web dev, I end up going from Visual Studio to my browser to my other tool that I use that's better that used to be better than Visual Studio, but I'm seeing all of those things merged into one. I mean, that like realistically, um, Visual Studio is is you know doing a great job and actually exceeding what I ever thought they could do for web development in this version. I was really shocked to see how impressive it was, and I even do some stuff with PHP and like just pure HTML, like nothing really Microsoft focused but more just that broad open source or the open standards kind of development. That's awesome. And so ultimately, um, you know, there's obviously that big focus and especially now with, uh, with Windows 8 and the, in the consumer preview that's out and, you know, the, the HTML5 native applications uh, or HTML5 and the native applications, all of that I'm assuming um, is a lot easier uh, for developers. Yeah, you know, um, at the end of the day, like they're giving us all of the tools, like all the stuff that we're used to with the like you know with regular .NET, you get or right. ASP.NET development. You know, you got your templates, you have all these different components. They're really doing a great job of giving us all of the tools right out of the gate, saying, "Hey, um, you want to make Metro apps? Here's how you do it. Here's just here's your starting point. Here's uh, the, like WinJS. Here's your Windows control. Like, here's a bunch of controls you can start working with. I mean, it's." It's amazing how much they've really, you can really see they've put a lot of effort into bringing this, making JavaScript and Metro apps like a first class citizen and making that the developer experience in Visual Studio for people that are adopting this new sort of presentation idea um, really easy just to kind of jump into it. So I'm really liking that. Cool. And then Joel, on the on the ALM side and Team Foundation server and, and all of that kind of um, full circle, or actually before I say that, I. It, Correct me if I'm wrong, but now it's actually finally full circle, right? With with DevOps coming in and, and everything feeding back into TFS. What what's the experience gonna be like now for developers that actually, you know, when they have all that data coming in? Well, I mean, the reality is is that developers thrive on feedback. Um, and you know, we all try to be successful no matter what what tools we use. So one of the, you know, the entry points to this feedback mechanism, you know, starts with with setting expectations. With the, with the customers, you know, even just setting up the requirements. Do you want your screens to look like this or like this? Customer nods, okay, you know, choosing your screen, setting up the expectations properly. So, um, and then second of all, we want that feedback loop to feed back in once we've actually developed something, even if that's a small piece of the solution, to get feedback on that early and often so that we have a chance of the development teams to respond to it, uh, to 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 make the customer happy, to to reflect their changing needs, and, and without that feedback cycle, a lot of that had to be managed very very explicitly um, by the team, and it was a it was a big burden. So what we're finding now is that not only is it easier for us to have a, a running start, you know, we have tools that can help set those expectations, but we now have tools to help uh, customers submit that feedback um, in an automated way, and then it actually collects it for us so that we as developers can look at it, triage it, make it, you know, work with the customer to do trade-offs if we need to, and have it all in a single place. So we have the tools required to make good decisions. Um, and and from my experience, you know, developing software, it's really about uh, setting expectations with the customers and delivering against them. Um, and, and really without that full feedback cycle, it's just, uh, it's just so hard to do otherwise.
So I think if, if, I'm, if I'm hearing this correctly, actually from both of you, a general theme that is really coming out with, from Visual Studio level is just simplification, right? Is that fair to say? You know, I, I would agree with yeah, that. I think, I think we're seeing it across your experience. You yeah. go first. <laughs> no, go ahead, Dave. No, you go yeah, first. No, you, you know, the two parts there. So there is the user experience, but I mean, it's almost as though it, like, it really sounds like the Visual Studio team used exactly what Joel's been talking about that we're, that we're going to get with Dev11 is this whole feedback loop. It's as though they've been doing that themselves, listening to what developers, whether they're web developers, project managers, and TFS, like they're listening, what, what do you care about? Um, and they're seeing stuff like just performance increases, like, yeah, Visual Studio should, should never lock up or anything like that ever. It should be threaded, and, and you know, they're listening to all these great feedback, and now we're seeing it show up in the, in the tools, which is amazing. Sorry, and Joel, you were yeah, saying. and I think we, you know, around even just around the user experience, you know, they've not only tweaked the UI for Visual Studio, but they've actually tweaked the UI for, um, you know, the non-developer tools as well. So, for example, we have really great visibility tools into the workings and the flow of value on our projects. So we have a web-based. Very simple, you know, sparse use of color, really focus on meaning um, and, and the primary flows that people would actually have with those tools uh, presented in a way that is just, you know, wonderful to use. Uh, you know, obviously, there's lots of tweaking that can be done uh, and discussions around that, but you, I think you've nailed it on the head. They've been really, uh, in, instead of putting their head in the ground, coming up with something that they think people will need, um, they've actually truly engaged us as a development community and say, hey, how can we make you guys not only see the information better, make better decisions, but giving you the tools to act on it? So I think they've covered the, the both spectrums really, really well. And now both of you guys have mentioned user experience tweaks. So, you know, if, for those of you that have downloaded um, uh, VS11 beta and, and or seen a whole bunch of stuff online, you've seen that sort of has a new look to it, a little bit of a metro look to it, and um, reactions have been interesting. Um, so I'd love to get, uh, Dave, especially you being the user experience uh, guy that you are, what do you think? Is this a good thing? Is this a bad thing? You know, it, it's funny because uh, everyone's talking about the, you know, like, hey, uh, Visual Studio team, where's the color? Uh, where'd my color go? Um, and, you know, I, I find that funny because I was one of the few people that I think out there that goes like, wow, I, I love the simplicity that it brings. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming, you know, they're, they're hopefully down the line, maybe they'll, they'll let people customize like the naysayers, not sure about the details, but I like the lack of color where it's actually cleaned up and it has this fresher feel to it where I can, and they've redone all the icons to make, give them that more distinguished look so I can see what everything means. So, I mean, if you go to the Visual Studio user experience blog, and I, I think we'll show that link at the end or afterwards. Um, you know, they really do talk about the user experience they're trying to provide, and I really, from you know, as a UX person, but just as a developer, I appreciate them actually trying to make my experience that much better. Because at the end of the day, if the developers don't want to make apps, then that's going to be a problem. But if it's easy for me to make an app, hey, you know, why wouldn't I go that route? Yeah, no, it totally makes sense. And Joel, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, from my perspective, I, I love clean UIs. I like a fresh UI. Um, I, I, I'm a little interested in everyone's reaction to the lack of color. And, and Metro doesn't, by the way, say don't, don't use color and make everything grayscale. It means bring everything down to the, to the most minimalist amount that you're portraying information. So, you know, they, they focus it on a metro station, but I remember being in many metro stations with a big red X that says, don't walk there, <laughs> um, you know, or you cannot go, you know, in an airport where it says, you know, note, you cannot go backwards from this point. It's not, you know, it's not in a grayscale, you know, white <laughs> on black type of uh, uh, meeting. It has, uh, color has meaning. 
and I think that what we have to realize is that we, we have to make, as we, as we look at our user experience, color has very specific meaning, and we need to use it on purpose, uh, not just to, to decorate things with, but to convey meaning and information to, to, to the user and to the user experience. And I think that we're going to find that balancing point. I think you know there there might be some tweaks to the UI. Who knows? Uh, based on the feedback that everyone's getting, but uh, you know, Metro doesn't mean black and white. It doesn't mean grayscale. It means making everything as you know as meaningful as possible, but no no more complicated than that. Um, I love the fresh UI, to be honest with you. However, it does take a little bit for my mind to uh, readjust to to the change but i mean if if we're afraid of change we should not be in technology <laughs> yeah, there you go see look at that you come to devs cube to hear about uh visual studio 11 and all of a sudden we're getting a user experience lesson on metro which is awesome and then we're also getting a philosophy session about um the beauties of working in technology only people here only on yeah. devs cube there you go um, so next question for you guys um, obviously, to get into into this stuff, and by the way, is that was that a, a Timmy's coffee there, or no? No, no, I'm in, I'm in the U.S. <laughs> I, I I don't even know what this is. It's not, no, it's not Canadian, though. The reason why I'm <laughs> laughing is because uh, you know, for for those of you guys that have heard, uh, you know, when when Thomas and I were talking, I keep bothering him about uh, you know his lack of drinking Timmy's. He has to you know make himself a uh, Canadian. Anyway, back to Visual Studio. Um, so, you know, we talked about before, yes, go download, um, download the beta. It's a great way to get your feet wet and, and, and really um, kind of feel this stuff out. Thoughts on what, where a developer should start after that? So I've downloaded uh, the beta. I'm sitting there. I, haven't, I have it open in front of me. Where do I go to kind of learn about all this new stuff? Where did you guys go? I'm going to let Joel go first. Go ahead, Dave. I have a totally different perspective. I mean, I didn't jump into the code editor. I jumped into the, to, to what I think about how a project starts. Uh, how would I uh, capture requirements and then start off the developers on a good foundation for developing new tools? Um, so I actually use it for uh, a mini little project that I, you know, I always have these side projects and I kind of started up, you know, PowerPoint with the new, with the new UI designer, started creating some some screen concepts. Started using the new, new um, the web UI for creating the backlog elements, uh, and then creating the foundation for which we can actually start the development process on. And then finally, really kind of connecting the loop there and the feedback. That I mean, the feedback stuff excites me like you cannot imagine. Um, that's where I started um, from from you know from a perspective of uh, project leader, project manager, business analyst. It kind of starts with the the nuts and bolts of what we're trying to build versus the tools that we're using to build it with. Makes sense. So from my end, what I ended up doing was uh, I, I was actually reading a lot of on the like from the like just reading about Metro UI and like the building Windows 8 blog, and I was just reading about just Windows 8 in general, which eventually led me down the road like, well, how do I build one of these cool apps? Because as soon as I heard you know JavaScript first class citizen, I just like my head exploded. I'm like, of course, I'm a web developer that can write <laughs> desktop apps. Of course, just my mind just oh, it was amazing. So my first thing was as soon as I got the the dev the dev 11 installed. I actually went to one of my JavaScript projects and uh, and just just went okay, open it up, just and started coding away and just started playing with JavaScript and HTML and you know added a new project and just started tinkering with it. And then as I came up with these questions, I would look them up very quickly. But I mean, at the end of the day, just even little things I was noticing, just like I say, like the new CSS color selectors and just just stuff like oh the change or the my favorite feature of all time, 
when I edit a, a, the first tag or one of the tags in HTML, it edits the second one at the exact nice. same time. Nice. So that just saved everybody four hours a week for me uh, <laughs> because I always forget to do that. And I mean, there's a lot of those little tweaks that I noticed that those are the things that are standing out to me. And as for the JavaScript side, it just it feels like I'm writing C-sharp code again. Like just with my full IntelliSense, everything I want built right into my editor. So yeah, that's how I kind of just kind of throw myself threw myself into the deep end and started coding and I won't look back. So that's awesome. And actually on top of all of that, then um, I, I mentioned this at the beginning of um, the beginning of the show is actually Adam Gallant is going to have a session a deeper dive on Visual Studio um, 11 on March 27th on Tech Days TV. So make sure that you guys uh, Check in and and uh, tune in for that one. And see what else is uh, what else is up, gentlemen. We are at the end of the show. Thank you so much for uh, joining us and sharing us uh, all of your opinions and and whatnot. <laughs> Did you guys rehearse that beforehand? <laughs> no, that's our sales no, look. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> anyway, so um, for you guys watching in, um, you know, if you have questions for either David or Joel, um, again, post them up on the Canadian uh, Developer Connection um, uh, LinkedIn group. Both of them are members of the group. They'll be there to answer your questions. Of course, I naturally will be there to answer your questions as well.